Hey, it's Joe from the Spotted Joe Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today I'm going to talk about the story that I promised a long fucking time ago. But I also want to go on a little fucking rant about something that happened last night that I'm really not happy about at fucking all. Um, went out for my friend's birthday to a bar here in Austin called Sagebrush. Shout out to Sagebrush. Sagebrush, you're cool. I don't have a problem with you, but I have a fucking problem with this dude in a Titan, a Nissan Titan V8. A black Nissan Titan V8. I have his license plate. I'm not going to shout it out on this podcast. The police already know about it. Who hit my car and ran the fuck off. Asshole. Huge asshole. I got in my car. My friend was drunk as fuck. I had to drive him back. He uh, slept over at my place. And got in my car and I started driving and I thought that I was running over like a garbage can or something or something scraping on the ground. So I backed up, didn't see anything in front of me, got out. My bumper was hanging on by a thread. Sideswiped the front left area, uh, took off my hubcap, it was that close to me, took off my hubcap and um, broke off my bumper and the little grill thing on top. Now, thankfully, I just kind of pushed it in, but um, the plastic part has a lot of broken pieces on the back end, and um, while it secures a bunch of paint scrapes and there might be some damage to the like foam inside, it's kind of fucked up. Uh, thankfully, a passerby was, wrote me a note and was like, hey, just letting you know, this dude with this license plate and this type of car just sideswiped your car and then drove off. And I am so fucking grateful to the universe for that person. Didn't even leave their phone number, which was noble as fuck. So shout out to that random passerby who looked at the silver Nissan hatchback at Sagebrush last night in the middle of the fucking morning and decided they wanted to do me a solid and give me a note that told me what was going on. So thank you so much to that random Good Samaritan in the end, I'm kind of grateful for that. I'm f mad at my car and that asshole. Not at my car. My car's awesome. I'm mad at that asshole that did that shit to my car. But it's a really fucking good lesson in not getting too attached to things going perfectly because things go crazy all the time. Um, last night, five of me and four other friends went out. Me and one other friend were, were sober. Um, I just didn't, don't like to drink too much. I drink every now and then, every, every like, rarely I'll get drunk. But, you know, I drink socially, <laughs> rarely. I really like my body, and I don't like to harm it too much. Even staying up late, I don't like too much, but I, I'm starting to do that more. And um, three of my friends out of the five of us, three of us uh, got too drunk to go home and were, like, you know, stumbling and everything. Um, so thankfully my friend lived close to two of them who were staying together. And then I live close to one of them. So last night was a bit chaotic. I mean, it was a fun day during the day and the night. I mean, there's some fun in the chaos, even though it's uh, kind of all over the place. But one thing that I've noticed with me is when it comes to crisis mode, when shit hits the fan, I instantly gear the fuck up. I man the fuck up and I do what needs to be done. I don't, get, don't complain. Um, and even now I'm only complaining about that asshole who hit my car, but I'm not even that mad right now because I can still drive and, and in the end there's nothing I can fucking do about it except for report it and wait for my insurance or like his insurance hopefully if they fucking, if he has insurance I hope. 
um, to pay for my repairs. Um, it's still drivable, so I'm fucking grateful for that. Nobody was hurt. I'm fucking grateful for that. In the end, it's probably the best an accident, like an accident that actually did damage, it's probably the best fucking thing that could have happened, it, given that, that, you know, an accident happened. So, shout out to the universe for not being too horrible to me last night. And for giving me an opportunity to man the fuck up and have a little bit of uh, <laughs> excitement in my life. <sighs> talking about fucking excitement in my life, um, I was talking to you, not last episode, but episode before that, about fucking Colombia, my time over there. The country of amazing girls and cocaine. And um, I actually have not had Colombian cocaine. But uh, amazing girls and um, amazing nature and amazing culture and food, all that jazz, amazing place. Colombia, Colombia in um, South America, Sudo America, the most northern uh, country of South America. It's amazing. I love it so much. I went down there, and um, if you haven't heard the first part of the story, I told you a little bit about the lead up to me going down to Colombia. And then the end point, um, I ended right when I, I think I arrived. And um, my, I was at an Airbnb, and uh, I, think, I remember, actually, I was at the, the, it was like I landed at 10. I was a couple hours late, 10 p.m. in uh, the airport in Cali, Colombia. Actually, this was in Bogota, Bogota, Colombia, because I went through the border, um, customs. And they're like, hey, want to see your return ticket? Most, most of it was in Spanish. They didn't really understand me very well, but, you know, we, we ended up communicating. I showed them my return ticket. They were cool with it. They're like, where are you staying? And I'm like, oh, shit, it's an Airbnb. And my phone's at, like, 1%. <laughs> like, I have to go look at the Airbnb and uh, get the address of the Airbnb. And so, like, I show him the Airbnb listing, and he doesn't really seem to understand what Airbnb is or whatever. And, he's, and I managed to communicate to him what is happening, staying at this person's place. And he's like, he wants me to call her. And I'm like, okay, well, thankfully, her number's listed on the Airbnb. And um, he, he dials, and uh, the customs officer holds it to his ear and starts speaking in Spanish. And at that point, I don't, didn't understand Spanish enough to know what was going on. And I was crossing my fingers. I'm like, please, please, please let me in the country. This is going to be crazy if it's not going to happen. Turns out everything went well. Uh, she said what she needed to say, and he let me in. And uh, <laughs> oh, I was so nervous. <clears throat> Not to mention the time I went to Lith uh, Lithuania and um, when I landed in Stockholm, Sweden, and went through checkpoint there. I didn't even have a return ticket. And, um, and I didn't lie to her. That's another story. She let me through. Spoiler alert. But I was nerve-wracked there, too. <laughs> anyway, so I got to her place, and um, I think I told you last time she had uh, uh, oregano in her backyard and a lot of coca plants. Which just grow wild everywhere. Oh, I think she cultivated them. They sell coca leaf tea. I think I told you guys last time, it pretty much is like green tea. That's pretty much what it tastes like and what it is like for your body. Um, so that was pretty cool. I'm sorry, I'm eating stew right now. I fucking love this stuff. It's so amazing. I hope it doesn't bother you too much. But if you want to make some stew, maybe I'll put the recipe up. If you're curious, let me know. Mmm. Email me or something, or a comment on the episode. But, 
Joe at the spot of Joe.com. But um, I didn't plan my finances at all when I was down there. I was still in the um, mindset of um, my parents are going to help me through this, which is really spoiled. But given where I was at, I, I never really paid for my stuff yet. And um, I give myself a lot of... Um, I give myself a lot of freeway. So, anyway, I don't have to be too hard on myself. I was where I was. And I'm in a different place now. So, given all that, I'm a lot happier with myself. So, but there's a time when I had ran out of money. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go from hostel to hostel and ask if anyone needs graphic design work. So I go up to this hostel, and um, it's the first one I went to, Tropica Hostel in Cali. I'm going to fucking call them out, those assholes. Real assholes, trust, trust me. Um, Tropica Hostel in Cali, Colombia, if they're still around, which I hope they're not. And I'm like, hey, um, I need a place to stay. I'm a graphic designer. Here's some of my work. Uh, are you cool with me doing work in exchange for staying? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'd love to stay for, like, I, think I, we, I think I said for a week, and he said that he could do five days. I'm like, that's fine. And he's like, okay, so um, just do four hours of work a day minimum, and um, you know, show me what you did in the evening, and I'll tell you what we need to do. And um, then he can stay for that day, as long as you do four hours that, that day, and then four hours you know, for each day. I'm like, okay, uh, what about laundry? Is it possible I could do laundry? He's like, yeah, just do like extra two hours of work, and we'll do your laundry. And I'm like, perfect. You know, everything seemed to be working out real well. Um, and, um, and so he's like, yeah, no need to worry today. I uh, don't work today. It's fine. But tomorrow we can start and, um, in the evening. Then, uh, you know, you just show me what you've done. And I'm like, perfect. That sounds great. Like, it seemed to look great. He was really accommodating. And the next day, like, all the people downstairs were nice to me. And he gave me a little briefing of what he wanted. He wanted some flyers for some uh, salsa events he was doing. He gave me some ideas. Um, the breakfast was amazing. It was this um, cut up, I think, papaya. And then, oh my God, Colombian hot chocolate is fucking amazing. They do this weird thing when they put like cheese sticks in their um, hot chocolate. That's, I've only had that in Bogota. I didn't really see that other places. Maybe it's like a regional thing. Um, shout out, if anyone's Colombian and can correct me or clarify, then please let me know. Because I only had the cheese stick in Bogota, but maybe it was other places too. Who knows? And um, I had a good time with that breakfast. It was amazing. We scrambled eggs and everything. Oh, my God. The eggs in Colombia are great, too. They're like dark, dark orange yolks. Like the really nice eggs you get that are pasture-raised here in America. They're like that flavorful, amazing. So I got started. I made up with a guy. Um, actually, a guy who's, uh, I think, episode late 40s, Chris, uh, Chris White. I don't remember exactly which episode he's at. But he's uh, in the late late 40s in, the, in here. He's the one I met in Columbia. I should probably look that up. I'll put it in the show notes or something. But cool, I met up with him. Did some more work. I helped him with his um, website. And, um, and I got some good flyers done. Now I come back and he's like, I meet with this guy, and he's like, 
Okay, Joe. So, I'm going to look at your stuff, but to be honest, my wife is, um, she's uh, not sure how good you are. She's not sure if she wants you to stay, and I don't know. And she's part of the decision-making process here. I'm like, okay. Well, I'll show you the stuff tonight, but tomorrow I'd really like to meet with you both so I can solidify my stay here. You know, if I need to look for another place, I'd like to get started as soon as possible. And um, I don't really want to, you know, I, I kind of want this to be secure for me. And he's like, okay, that's fine. So, um, so I show him his stuff, and, and he's like, yeah, I like it, but I, my wife needs to let you know. Like, I need to get some uh, an okay from my wife. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. As long as she comes tomorrow, that's cool. I just don't want to be everything be up in the air. Next day, wake up, breakfast, all that jazz, and um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, there's a bunch of, uh, police downstairs and they're all like hanging out. Like they're not like doing, they're not like trying to bust somebody. They're just like hanging out. I find out they're filming like a tourist video with the hostel owner. So he's, you know, he's close with them and they seem like they're getting along. And, um, I actually, uh, have a, a photo with one of them and, um, he invites me out to motorcycle a few days later. Um, but that doesn't happen. Um, Mostly because of what happened with the hostel owner, I think. It just didn't link up, unfortunately. But um, he was really friendly. I was chatting with him and was, like asking about Columbia and stuff. And it was great. You know, I did some more work. It was absolutely gorgeous down there. I think I did some work outside in some cafes. And got some Lulo juice. It's like this fruit that we don't have here. And they make a lot of juice out of it. Juice there is interesting. Um, my... Um, my my Airbnb owner before I went to the hostel, her she would make like blackberry juice, and she'd like boil. Essentially, it's like frozen blackberry soup. Like she'd boil frozen blackberries, and then like that would be our juice. <laughs> it was so unique. I thought it was really cool. Uh, so excuse me. So um, so I did some work, and I came back, and he he'd come back a little bit late actually. So. He was out there filming the video with the police, uh, with the local police for the for tourism, and he comes back and I'm like, "Oh, where's your wife?" And she's like, "He's like, oh well, she's not here. I'm really tired. Let's just get this over with." And I'm like, "No, you promised that your wife would be here, and um, you know, I don't want this to be up in the air. You you can't make the decision, right? Like, you want her to be part of the decision." And he's like, "Yeah." And then he started getting angry. He's like, yo, no, I, I, I need to see what you've done today. I really need to see what you've done today. And I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Um, might as well show you. And because um, he was getting angry, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like exacerbate the friction or whatever because I didn't want him to kick me out right then and there. Didn't have any time that late in the night to find another place. So I talked to him. I show him the stuff, and he has the same reaction as the night before. He's like, yeah, I like it, but I don't know about my wife. And I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I'm going to find another place tomorrow. Um, you've been a little unreliable here, and I really need something secure. So I'm going to find another place tomorrow and um, go our separate ways. I'll leave before a checkout time. He's like, okay. And he gets kind of angry, but he doesn't really do anything. I'm like, okay, but I also need to do my laundry tonight. He's like, nope. I'm like, what are you talking about? I did six hours today. 
four hours plus a two for laundry. He's like, I never said you could do laundry. And I'm like, yeah, we explicitly agreed to do laundry. And my laundry was absolutely disgusting at that point because I hadn't done laundry in a while. And I was broke as fuck and I was trying to, like every dot, like I had to make every peso count because I had uh, barely enough for food. Um, I think I was at the point where I was dating wonderful girl um, who actually helped me a little bit, gave me some cash to get some food a few days, even though it was probably hard for her to do that too. So I didn't, haven't done laundry in a while. I was really looking forward to getting laundry done. And he was like, no. And, um, you know, about five, ten minutes of arguing, pretty heated arguing, he eventually was like, okay, you can do four kilos. And I'm like, you didn't specify, like, you just said I could do my laundry. I have about six kilos of laundry to do. He's like, nope, four. A lot of arguing later, he, well, he wasn't cool with, uh, he wasn't cool with it. So I'm like, fine, four's better than nothing. I try to get one over on him and just do it all, and they weigh it. It's like five. He's like, he wouldn't let me do it. So I take a few pieces of clothes off, and finally... I get them to do my laundry after a lot of fucking arguing and tiredness, and um, I go to sleep. Check out times at 2 p.m. or like 1 p.m. or something. I wake up at 9, go downstairs, and uh, they don't give me all the breakfast they gave me before. They're kind of being passive-aggressive and giving me like a shitty breakfast, like half the stuff, and I'm kind of annoyed at that. I sit down, I go, I, I get, I got a little, a few bucks in from Fiverr, I have enough for like the cheapest Airbnbs nearby. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I'm on my, I'm on my laptop, it's like 10, maybe 11, it's like way before checkout time, and he comes up, he's like, um, I need your flyer and you need to leave. And I'm like, well, you didn't hold up your end of the bargain, so I'm not giving you the flyer. And I'm staying till checkout time, but don't worry, I'll leave before checkout time. And he gets a little more... Aggressive. He's like, no, I need your flyer, and you need to go. And I'm like, what? Like, no, you're not getting your flyer. You didn't hold up your end of the bargain. He said, I'd stay here for five days. You, were, you know, gave me the runaround, and I'm not giving you what, the work. It's also not finished, so I wouldn't be comfortable putting this out there for my own reputation. He's, and he, he, he physically pushes me. I don't think I was standing up. I think he like pushes me and like fall over in the chair. He pushes me. He's like, I need the flyer and winds back his fist. He's visibly shaking and he stops himself. And I, and he's like, he has his fist like wound back. And at that point, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when it comes to fighting. This is actually one of the main reasons why I started uh, training martial arts. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want to get into a situation like this again and uh, not be in control of myself. I was amazed at how calm I was, or like how calm, I, I mean, my heart was pumping so fucking fast, but I was amazed at how calm I was portraying myself, let me just say that. It's kind of amazing, I was so proud of myself for how well I kept it together, my affect. And at that point I realized, like, I'll just go to a fucking cafe. Like, I don't need to be here where this guy's trying to attack me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave right now. I'm going upstairs, I, put, I hold my hands up, I'm going upstairs, and he, he, he seems to calm down a little bit, he's really fucking agitated, he's still, still like, shaky. I hold my hands up, and I'm like, hey, I'm just going upstairs, I'm going to get my suitcase, I'm going to come down, I'm going to leave, and we're going to part ways, okay? And he yells after me, you're going to find a place to sleep tonight, I'm going to have you arrested, I own this barrio, I own this place, don't ever fucking come here again. And I'm going upstairs, and I go to my room, and...
there's not too much I need to pack. I, I kind of kept everything mostly consolidated. So it takes maybe like three minutes. And I realize, like, not even before I get to my room, I realize I left my laptop down there. And I realize that it's already too late. I guarantee you he has my laptop and he's going to do something with it. I just have to accept that. There's nothing I can do about that now. And especially if I, like, run down the stairs, he's already agitated. I don't know what he's going to do. So I go, I pack up my stuff, I bring down my suitcase and my backpack. And um, sure enough, my laptop's gone. So I walk towards the front, he's behind the counter where the lobby is. And he's on my laptop and he's like, I'm getting your flyer and you're going to have a place to sleep tonight. I've called the police, they're going to come. I pay them, they're going to have you in a jail. They're going to throw you in a jail tonight. You're going to have a place to sleep. You want to be in a Colombian jail? Well, you got it. And he's just like fucking ranting. And um, he has, like, a partially a Colombian accent, but partially something European. Um, he probably travels a lot to Europe. or some, There was some interesting accent where it wasn't 100% Colombian. Maybe he moved away when he was little and moved back, or moved here when he was, like, 20 or something. I don't know exactly what happened, but it was, like, a mixture of accents there. And he was just yelling this at me at the top of his lungs in front of everybody, like, in front of the whole hostel. And uh, he was just bad-mouthing me. And, um, and I'm like, give me my laptop, and I'll leave. And he's like, no, i got to get the flyer first. And I realized at that point, like, it's more important to me to have my laptop. Because at that point, that was my only connection to money that I had, you know, with Fiverr and everything. And it was my graphic design stuff was on there. So I was like, okay, well, let me get it off there for you. Because I realized that if you got angry enough, you might just snap my laptop, and then I have nothing. So I was like, okay, let me just give me my laptop. I'll get it off there for you. And then I'll go my, we'll go our separate ways. And uh, I don't know how the hell he got into my laptop, but at that moment he's like, no, I already got it. He like takes out this thumb drive. And I was so scared that he was going to snap my laptop in half, but thankfully he didn't. He had a little bit, he had like a, a small, small, small modicum of self-control. Gave me my laptop and he yelled after me as I ran out. No, I didn't run. Um, I was actually pretty calm and collected. I was like calm as I like slowly like made my way out in a, in a, in a calm fashion. I was, my heart was beating so fast, but my outside was calm as I made my way out in a calm fashion. Um, he was yelling, yelling after me, I'll get you arrested. I pay off the police over here. And, um, Oh, so scary. I don't know to this day whether he pays off the police or not. I texted the um, police officer that I met, um, and obviously he denied it. But of course, that's what anyone's going to say to an American. Um, yeah, of course, of course, we don't get paid off. That doesn't happen here in Colombia. But I mean, he, I know he was really close with them. He had them over. They were acting like family. So it's quite possible he could have done what he would, he said. Um, and I've been back to that place in town, and um, I kind of look over my shoulder a bit, but. I'm not going to just let him scare me out of the coolest part of town, one of the coolest parts of Cali, Colombia, a barrio called San Andres. Cool area. Um, so anyway, that's my fucking worst freelance story whatsoever. There's a little bit of other drama that came afterwards because I, I got an Airbnb. I went to a, a cafe and got an Airbnb that night, and then when I went to the Airbnb, they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, we should have taken the listing down. It's not available anymore. <laughs> which was the worst thing I could hear at all because I, I spent the last $14 I'd had 
40,000 Colombian pesos. The last, this is like I had zero, I get like cents left in my bank account. And it was late. And um, oh my God, that was so scary. That was that same night. It was a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> Moral of the story is um, don't be spoiled and uh, take responsibility for your own finances, goddammit. <laughs> Shit like this can happen. Especially in Colombia where people are, the poverty and stuff is real, real intense. Oh, that was a fucking excitement. Um, I kind of want to share more of my crazy travel stories. One thing I've realized is that a lot of us, pretty much all of us, have these crazy stories that we just don't share that much. It just we haven't. We we don't really do it that often. Um, but we have these interesting, exciting stories that we can share if we want to. Um, I figured, why not share my own? So, there's that. Moral of the story: take responsibility for your goddamn finances and um, learn to fight. Because. You want to be prepared if you have to. Don't learn to fight so you use it, like, aggressively. But you want to learn to fight so you use it defensively. Krav Maga is a fucking awesome um, martial art for self-defense. It's super effective. Super effective! And um, Jiu-Jitsu and uh, Muay Thai are also good. Don't learn Tai Chi unless you want to do, like restorative stuff. It's not going to be good to punch people. You can't punch people in slow motion. It's not the Matrix. Sorry. It'd be cool if it was, though. Some people think that this reality is the Matrix, and maybe they're right. Are we in the Matrix? Sound off. Let me know what you think. Joe at thespotofjoe.com, and I'll let you know what people say. But there's that. Next episode, I'm going to talk about inspired by uh, Andy from Kill Your Inner Loser in the Inner Winner Show, another awesome-ass podcast. Inspired to share a story about one of the most fucking cringeworthy experiences I've had with a girl uh, when I first started dating. I was super fucking proud of myself. I was boss um, asking her out, but um, in the way I did, um, I was so nervous. First time I did something like that, I thought, no, it wasn't the first time, but it was awesome. But at the same time... Um, it was also not that great because uh, on the third date, I was so fucking cringeworthy. Missed the most fucking obvious signs that she wanted. My thick sausage inside her meat taco. And um, needless to say, there wasn't a fourth. But I learned from my mistakes. Till next time, cheers.